the prophet Amos. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to King Jeroboam of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the very center of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel must go into exile away from his land. And Amaziah said to Amos, O seer, go, flee away to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there and prophesy there, but never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary and it is a temple of the kingdom. Then Amos answered Amaziah, I am no prophet nor a prophet's son, but I am a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from, the fo from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell.
First, welcome back. Blessings to all of you. Uh, thank you for being here. I want to thank Todd and Nicole and our choir for, uh, for being here, for their work and preparation. I'm thrilled to begin another season. Uh, do we call it a season of an even song? I'm not sure, but it begins at the beginning of October. And I'm thrilled that you're here with us. I also want to welcome Adrian Cook. Adrian is, uh, as of two, 48 hours ago, our new priest associate. If you haven't gotten to know Adrian, please do greet her on the way out or at dinner afterwards. I'll just go ahead and say it. I was going to have her join, but, but moving is a funny thing. Investments are still in the cleaners, and we're not going to let her suit up until she's properly suited. But, but next time, next time. The disciples say... What large stones and what large buildings. Can you imagine what they might have been looking at? To which Jesus says, see those beautiful structures? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All, all will be thrown down. Jesus is looking ahead about 40 years to the year 70, when the temple would come crashing down as the Romans moved in to crush a Jewish rebellion. The world as they knew it was actively falling apart around them. Who they were as followers of Jesus was going to be tested mightily. Was time going to be kind to their new movement, these people of the way? Would wars and rumors of war, which we know tend to bring out the very worst in people, shake them so much that they would fall for false prophets? Would they know what to say when their faith was tested? Would they hold fast to the good news of the gospel? Today we honor George Kennedy Allen Bell, Perhaps the first and probably the only commemorated Christian in our calendar to be satirized by a Noel Coward song. I'll get to that in a minute. Coward's 1943 song, Don't Let's Be Beastly to the Germans, is that English enough for you? Was a send-up of British moral leaders who, in the midst of the war, had the chutzpah to distinguish between Nazis in particular and the German people in general. Bell was repeatedly, as the Bishop of Canterbury and as a member of the House of Lords, a critic of area bombing. And therefore, and this is in the very midst of the Second World War, a critic of the kind of indiscriminate total warfare that so plagued the 20th century. He encouraged churches in England and Europe to remain deeply critical of their own country's means of waging war. In 1939, he wrote that the church in wartime should not hesitate to condemn the infliction of reprisals or the bombing of civilian populations by the military forces of its own nation. It should set itself against the propaganda of lies and hatred. It should be ready to encourage the resumption of friendly relations with the enemy nation. It should set its face against any war of extermination or enslavement and any measures directly aimed to destroy the morale of a population. For this, and for his repeated condemnation 
of area bombing during the war, years before Dresden, I might add, Bell earned the scorn of Winston Churchill and likely lost his shot at becoming the Archbishop of Canterbury. And yes, we can see what the culture did to him because he became the butt of the joke in a Noel Coward song which placed Bell in the company of what Coward called, quote, excessive human... You have to hear the British humor here. Excessive humanitarians who took an altogether too tolerant view of our enemies. I wanted to bring a recording of this song to you. I couldn't make it happen, so I apologize in advance. I'm going to try to sing it for you. Imagine a little, an entrance of uh, a little riff from Noel Coward. Don't let's be beastly to the Germans when we've definitely got them on the run. Let us treat them very kindly as we would a valued friend. We might send them out some bishops as a form of lease and lend. <laughs> Which is a solid joke, let's be honest. But let's remember here, it's a reminder that following Jesus in the midst of trials and tribulations, loving our enemies when we might be tempted instead to settle the score, though we always find a more polite phrase to use, following Jesus in times such as these will bring anger and scorn. But it will also make possible healing and reconciliation and allow us to hold on to hope. And hope is what we need when the world is falling down around us. Bell is perhaps the striking figure that he is because as stone after stone fell in the middle of the 20th century, he raised his voice as a priest and a bishop, reminding allies and enemies alike that our fidelity to one another as children of God, as brothers and sisters in Christ, always transcends our tribal and our national loyalties. He began, well, he, he served as the dean of Canterbury Cathedral in the late 20s. Then, after the Nazi party came to power in the early 30s, with the support and approval of the so-called German Christians, as the Bishop of Chittister, Bell then became the most prominent international ally of the Confessing Church in Germany. He was a signatory of the Barman Declaration, the founding document of the Confessing Church. His public support of Martin Niemöller made the latter's imprisonment widely known and may well have saved him from execution. After the war, he opposed the atomic arms race and the Cold War. Volatile times differ in degree, but their substance is so often the same. Wars and rumors of war will bring fear and anxiety, false prophets and urgent calls to abandon who we are in order to survive until tomorrow. Sometimes those threats are simply the drumbeat fear-mongering of the most current false prophet. Sometimes those fears are justified, which may well have been the case in Bell's time. Yet in each of these moments, in our words and our deeds and in our inner lives as well, our mission remains unchanged. The good news must be proclaimed to all nations. 
We suffer and we will be tested. But if we can remain vessels through which the Holy Spirit moves and speaks, God will cast a vision of truth and witness against all the false prophets will eventually crumble. Times will change. Some will be anxious. Others will be blessedly boring and sometimes even joyful. In all these, we have a charge to proclaim the good news to all nations. In all these times, can we have the courage to say not what wins us friends or even solidifies our own personal base, but instead proclaims the enduring love of God in the midst of human kingdoms that tremble and shake? Can we trust God to speak through us? And can we heed the words of challenge and healing that are so necessary? We must remember what the 46th Psalm teaches us. Perhaps my favorite psalm. Teaches us that though the way of this world so often is tribulation and uncertainty, God is present with a voice that melts the earth and a stillness that reshapes it. God is in the midst of the city. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. Yet the Lord of hosts is with us. Be still and know that God is God. That the spears will be shattered and that new life will be God's gift to us. Amen.
Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion on the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Let us say together prayer four on page three. Dear God, thank you for all that is good, for our creation and our humanity, for the stewardship you have given us of this planet Earth, for the gifts of life 